Our Salty Life. I am Megan Barker, founder of Project CS Spouse, and today I am joined by Rob Ronenberg, our Director of Strategic Planning and Development, Paul Decker, our Director of Community Outreach, and Yvette M. San, our Director of Project Development. We are going to give these guys an opportunity to introduce themselves. So without further ado, Paul. Oh, ladies first, though. I mean, Yvette is, you know, she's a. But you, you know, joined for. Age, was it Age Before Beauty? Yeah. Um, well, hello, everyone. My name is Paul Decker. I am the uh, one of the members here of uh, Project CF Spouse. Um, I've been married to my wife, Patricia, for 12 years. And I met her back in 2008. And um, back then, you know, she CF was a very small part of her life. As the years progress, we have gotten more and more involved with um, her care. And I've really wanted to be part of Project CF Spouse because I really enjoyed being part of a community that we have created to help others um, just reach out and have a place to go because there's no other you know, having our spouses who are healthy, um, but then have little hiccups here and there, you know, their family members, our family members as spouses, um, they understand it, but they don't understand it. So the fact that there is a, uh, a community out there that I can go and I can say, oh man, my wife was doing good and everything was fine. All of a sudden she got a cold and man, she's in the hospital and to have to see her go down like that. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have here. And I really enjoy being the um, community outreach uh, director to help the uh, get the word out and enjoy and get our numbers up and our um, involvement up. And I really enjoy being here and Megan and Rob and Yvette are awesome. And uh, Rob is amazing. Very good. Very good. We are very happy to have you. It's my first podcast too. So this is like, you know, this is kind of cool to actually, you know, talk to you guys and uh, in this capacity, you know, um, this is fantastic. Awesome. All right, Yvette, how about you? So I am Yvette. I met my husband and Jesse 13 years ago. Um, we've been married for three now. And I wanted to join Project CF Spouse for a number of reasons, but I actually met Megan many, many years ago in another CF um, group, only for us wives, no men allowed. <laughs> and when she started Project CF Spouse, she invited me over to that community. And it, it was the first community that just really fit and felt like a family that I could go to that understood everything. You know, there's plenty of groups out there for cystic fibrosis, um, but this is the only one that is truly just for spouses, not just wives or husbands, but for all spouses to support each other and lift each other up when things aren't going great and celebrate when things are, are going great. So when the opportunity presented itself to join the board and help be a part of making sure this community continues to grow and thrive, I jumped at the opportunity because this, this community really has felt more like a family for me over the years. 
And it's just invaluable, really. I agree. I agree that that's that's one of the best things about the Project CEO Spouse community is that we do feel like family. You know, we kind of get to know each other and it's just we just have a different bond than than, you know, other communities that I've been in. So I I second that. Especially during COVID this past couple, I mean, this past couple months to almost two years. I mean, having having us together, you know, to especially go through something like this where. Um, man, it's, uh, it's been nice to have a group of fan, uh, you guys to have to how scary, scary was, and it's, and it's going to be scary. And, uh, just to have you guys and our, uh, our, uh, members together, it's helped me. I'll tell you, it's, it has not been fun. It has not been fun. All right, so this is Rob Ronenberg, one of the one of the board members here, and I just want to jump in, and then uh, Megan has allowed me the honor of asking the first question of the podcast here to introduce you guys, and so I'd like to do something a little bit different, take a, a break from the CF talk, because we all live it, breathe it, we experience it every day, and I wanted to ask something a little bit different and say, what is each of you guys' favorite funny movie Ooh, that's a hard does it have to be one do we have one to, to two one? tops that's it wanted to oh, that man. do you need time for this or do i you need want, time for this you need one. time you need, i'm 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 thinking i'm thinking look I mean, at if Paul, you have, stalling if you have, like a champ I know. See, I'm, I'm a theater teacher. You know, this is what I do. I can improv. I can go. I can pay attention. It's all about active listening. Um, Let the record show he has yet to answer the question. <laughs> super bad. Super oh, that's bad. a good one. That's a super good Because if you're going funny, I mean, there's a difference. See, he asked the question of, you know, all time funny. There's comedic. You know, you can go like, you know. Like comedic. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. That's, yeah, definitely, we, that's definitely one of that's, our that's favorites a, to watch together here. Super bad though. I think Super Bad has got so many funny moments. I got a second, and, and a lot of subtle moments. Yeah, a lot of subtle funny things that yes. if you don't, if you don't watch more than once, you miss. Okay, right. I was right. Right. all stuff that you pick up when you go back through. Right, absolutely. That Yvette, is never the same movie. Every every time you watch it, that is never the same movie. You Yvette, always pick you're up not, on little things. You're not allowed to say the same one. You have to pick another one. No, and, I mentioned and I mentioned one. Step Brothers. Though. Step Brothers. But oh, you right, right, mentioned right. Step Brothers. There's we use um we use a lot of one-liners from that movie throughout our day to keep things light and yes um with the lady keep, keep us smiling and <laughs> laughing around the house <laughs> every single time I clean or do anything I could be moving a t-shirt yeah oh my gosh honey look there's so much more room for activities right yep. yes yeah, absolutely yep. <laughs> absolutely and then every, with the lady. Oh, with the lady. every time there's a twisted joke or a twist do we just become best friends Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's so it's so perfect. Uh, Megan, same question to you. I know it's their podcast, but since we're all talking, let's go. Oh, here we go. Favorite funny movie. Hmm. White chicks. White chicks. Wow. White chicks. Okay. All right. I feel yeah. like you should have uh, had that in the interview process. <laughs> well, she asked me. I don't know if she asked you that. Uh, wow. I had I had I had to bring up white chicks. I had other screening questions for Rob, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, you guys didn't have like 123 yeah. question survey answer? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. No. I had to send in, I had to send in blood work and everything. Proof <laughs> oh, of her, yeah. Trisha's it's a very uh, genetics too. processing. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know why she needed a picture of me in a zebra outfit, but I sent it because I, I was asked for it. So, all right, uh, maybe I'm since I'm the old guy in the group. Uh, dumb and Dumber, really nobody. You know, I'm gonna break your heart and tell you that I'm not a Jim Carrey fan. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For all you listening in podcast land, it's yeah. been a pleasure being yeah. part of nice the board, but guys. I'll be putting in my resignation <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. <clears throat> Jim Carrey. I, I mean, can't even follow up with another question. I think we're done. The, just yeah. end it. Stop the recording. <laughs> I think that you will. The Truman, you don't like the Truman Show? You don't like no Truman kidding. Show? That that actually was brilliant. I, That's I a mean, gr- He's great in that. I oh, yeah. That. Magical. I, I kind of. I can't say. Uh, say you I never have, saw it. I'm I haven't seen it. Say you never That's saw what I was going to say. Like, I, I, I tend to avoid mm. it. Like, I'm with the vet, too. The mask. Genius. The mask. Absolutely. I was going to say that. Yeah. First uh, movie role of Cameron Diaz, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Also, okay. there was a dog in it because sure. how can you go wrong there? Right. Right. All right. Before we let this train wreck completely derail everything we've worked towards. Uh, Megan, why don't you ask us a, a different question for Paul and Yvette to introduce themselves in a fantastic way to the three people listening to this. Oh, there's only three? That's awesome. So far, it'll there, climb. There, there, there were two last time, so we're up. Right. Nice. That's what I'm saying. It'll climb. Well, it's so, gonna. this is going to pick up. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to get a million followers. With um, don't you worry. So let's. Let's go with what Rob just did. Let's kind of keep it away from CF for a little bit, just so we can kind of get to know each other. What was the first concert that you attended? Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who opened? I was in elementary school. I do not remember. I was young. (laughs) Yeah. I was in high school. Where was was that concert? It was at... um, I want to say Phillips Arena. It was back when we had a hockey team here in Georgia. The Thrashers played there. Um, and I'm glad I, you, I'm glad you said remember. that, Yvette, because when you said that, I'm like, oh, man, I remember and you said that. I'm like, that's nowhere near New Jersey. And then I realized you guys are in Georgia and I'm in New Jersey. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say we are all in different states. I didn't know if people knew that. We are. Yvette and I are both Georgia people. Yep. 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 New Jersey represent Dirty Jers. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, my first concert was Duran Duran. You're welcome, Rob. Um, Even I'm not old enough to enjoy them. I was a freshman in high school and I won tickets. Duran Duran. Uh, and they ended. They ended with "Hungry Like the Wolf." Since we have a quorum of the board, I nominate. We make. Uh, excuse me. I'd like to make a motion that we nominate Paul, the official old guy of the group, now. No. Well, uh, no. Duran Duran, really? Duran Duran? Yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm, trust me, I'm not going to make it up because I know I know that's going to date me. Okay, so you know what? Well, yeah, when I, Kathy I, I listens to this, she's going to be like, "Oh yeah, Paul, that's right, you and I, buddy." That's right, and I'm not going to tell you that I went and saw the B52s and Blondie with my mom a couple years after that. That's okay? awesome. That's awesome. Didn't and they? The, they all started touring in like 1947. Yeah, yeah, and I was there for it, and um, which kind of really solidifies my oldness here um but the b52s opened up for blondie blondie was terrible b52s were amazing blondie was so bad 
I can see the B-52s being amazing live. Oh, they're awesome. My mom was supposed to go with my dad. My dad got called away. And it's a good thing uh, it was not my dad's scene. So my mom and I rocked out to uh, Love Shack. It was awesome. Proud, mm-hmm. One of my proudest moments. That's awesome. Did they do yeah. Rock Lobster? Hell yeah. Yes. It was great. Yes. Love yep. it. We're dance, dancing in the aisles, you know. Love you, it. Yep. All right, Rob. What about you? First concert. going to say Duran Duran. <laughs> oh boy no it was not it was actually the first year they did the corn family values tour wow nice. <clears throat> 1999. that was 1999 wasn't it yep corn yeah. rammstein yeah. limp biscuits um stained was stained in that nope no. they weren't it was limp biscuit orgy and um ice cube that's right. Oh, right. man, he, it was good. He was on Follow the, he was on follow oh, the yeah. Leader. Oh, man, it was, it was, was, was a great was song. By for a, for a, a kid that grew up in a town of, with yeah. one stoplight at that point oh, yeah. in time and like oh, yeah. 3,500 people, it was an eye-opener. I actually am going to a concert in uh, less than two weeks with my daughter and my stepdaughter, um, Flogging Molly, for any oh, Irish punk f- nice. fans out there. That's, that's awesome. And Violent Femmes are opening for them. No. Shut up. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. buddy. That's oh, awesome. yeah. I'm I was listening. I'm going to need a Violent Femmes t-shirt. I will I make was, that happen. I was listening to a radio station down here in Philly, and they said that, you know, it's really important to get out there and see. And, you know, if you have these these artists come to town, you know, and if they're not your favorite, you should still go because right. one day we're not going to, they're not going to be here. And I know Megan, huge Tom Petty fan. Yes. I miss them. And I, that's one of those concerts. I wish I would have seen him in concert. And, you know, the Elton John and the Billy Joel's, I saw Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. Um, but like, you should go see these right. because they're not going to be here forever. And music you know, is such a big thing. Absolutely. Like it's, such a, it's such a therapeutic thing for so many people. So I always say splurge by the tickets. I remember yes. calling Ty saying the last Tom Petty show that we went to, the last one that he did, I was standing in Target and I called him. I said, don't kill me. I just spent $600 on Tom Petty tickets. He was like, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Okay. Right. okay, you know? right. And right. so, I mean, of course, and in hindsight, they were priceless. You know, there's not, anything, of course, you know. of course we spent, we spent uh VIP for Luke Bryan down here and Trish loves Luke Bryan. I and love Luke Bryan. Yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. He's a good man too. He took I in his know. sister's kids. I know. And Trish reminds is, me every day. Is that a country guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, a cool okay. dude. He's a cool dude, but we were front row. I mean, you know, he touched us and Trish still to this day cannot even look at the videos and the picture. She's like, I just can't believe that happened. And it was like five years ago too, but uh, we, we made and, sure and, to spend the money on George Strait when he was announcing he oh, was yeah. going to be done touring. Um, I mean, King George is both of one of our all time favorites. And really? one of his songs is actually our wedding song. Our first dance was to cross my heart. Oh, so awesome. it, we've seen him twice. That was the last two concerts we went to was one where we, uh, we purchased tickets and then we were able to get some through his work, um, okay. because they have a, a deal with the, um, Mercedes Benz stadium here and he played That's there. Cool. So we got to go a second time. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was just, I mean, you, We'll never forget it. That's awesome. So That's I, have, awesome. I have two questions to follow up on this. Topic here. Number one, 
Um, Yvette, mm-hmm. have you seen Pure Country and do you love it? I have seen Pure Country. It's been a long time. It's a decent movie. Okay, you're done. That was actually question one and 1.5. Question two, Paul. <laughs> yes. For that concert, yeah. when you were up front and personal, excited, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. Did you throw your underwear on stage? Is that a thing? Yes, yes. I ran out of my underwear, and then I threw my socks, and I threw a shoe. Um, Trish and, and Trish asked me to throw her, and I said no, because I didn't think mm. she would ever, I would ever see her again. So we, I stopped at the socks and shoes. That's, um, that's, that's good. Good thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very logical. And let, and let me tell you something. And let me tell you not to bring this back to like CF because I know we're not trying to do that. But let me tell you something. When and I'm sure all our spouses do it. When they are in that 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 phase, that that mindset, and they're going to go do something. Let me tell you something. We were out for, and this is when Trish was, you know, still healthy and everything, and she's still healthy now. I shouldn't say that, but we were gone. I mean, we were gone for like ten hours. She comes home and we're like, it's like three 30 in the morning. She still does the breathing treatments. And it's just, I, I, and it's like, Nope. She's like, I did this. I gotta, I gotta make sure I do this. So I'm not suffering real bad. And she does it. And that's, that's just like, and I always commend her. doesn't matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter. She always comes home and has to do her stuff. And she's so regimented about that. And that's what make thing, makes things kind of, you know, kind of easy for us. You know, she takes such good care of herself too. So. Just shout out to the missus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. So when Rob and I did the first podcast for our salty life, um, we kind of talked about why Project CF Spouse exists. And, you know, obviously we've kind of talked about the fact that there weren't um, there weren't resources for spouses and partners, you know, because the, the, the CF community hasn't caught up with the fact that there are adults in the community to kind of have resources available. So it was really important for me to, to kind of start building those resources. And, you know, I always talk about Yvette and I have had numerous conversations about how wonderful our clinic is and how big those relationships are, you know, kind of facilitating something, um, you know, just having, sorry, just completely lost my train of thought, having those relationships with their clinics. And so it was really important for me to, you know, anytime I talk to anybody to kind of direct them back to the clinics and, you know, connecting with those teams. But what are some things that were really big for you guys that, you know, like when you kind of started looking at joining Project CS Spouse and thinking about things that you wanted to do, what are some of the things that you really really wanted to do with I, I, to 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 wanted to contribute or the things that we enjoyed about it or both both something both. that you know you found that was so so like obviously building that relationship with Ty's clinic was huge for me because that's what kind of facilitated my transition from an outsider who knew nothing about CF to someone who can talk comfortably about CF to anybody that asks whatever question you know, but I mean, just things that you enjoyed or, you know, things that really worked for you. And then also kind of things that you think are important that you want to see us kind of do. with I really, I really, I really enjoy, you know, the relationships that we have, you know, I personally, you know, I've gotten close with Rob. I've gotten close with um, Megan and Kathy, another member of Project CF Spouse. And um, 
I enjoy just to, you know, just having someone there to say, you know, and I can text Rob and I, and I can just get something off my chest that, you know, I'm not going to say to my spouse's parents. I'm not going to say to my parents and I'm not going to say to my family or her family. No one's there to, no one gets it, you know? Um, and moving forward, I would like to see a, a group of, um, group of a group chat. Um, we kind of have it now, but I can only imagine, you know, just to text somebody um, moving forward about, Hey, you know, or someone texting me, yo, I'm having problems with X, Y, and Z, or I can't, I can't move past this. Um, and, and just to have that someone there who completely gets it, you know, um, being, you know, a mother or father of, of a CF is completely different from being married to it. And, you know, and moving forward to continually to build our, um, you know, our relationships with each other, you know, and to always be there for each other. Does that make sense? Did that, was that good? I can't tell. Did I, was, was that a long one? Was that a little long winded? I'm sorry. You New Jersey folks are, but it was actually very good, man. That was, that was a solid answer. Well, I, I just talked about you too. So that always helps me, uh, you know, true, true. Yeah, know, that, that's that does. The, that's good. You know, text Robin, Rob, I need you. You know, that kind of stuff. You, you can't go wrong talking about me. That's true. I know. So. I know. And that's, you know, trying to trying to let everyone know. For those of you that don't see the video feed of this uh, podcast happening, Yvette is showing scorn at Paul's blatant bromance that him and right, I, so, I am right. not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Yvette. I'm sorry. I did I right. kind of jump in front of you too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm just so much for ladies first. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, Yvette, your turn. Go. <laughs> um, so for me, initially getting into just the community of Project CF Spouse was mainly because I kept trying all these different groups and none of them, none of them were what I was looking for. I was looking for a community of people that were all about lifting each other up and helping each other out and supporting each other that were specifically spouses. You know, it's, it's very different being the spouse versus the patient, the sibling or the parents or other family member or friend of someone with CF. This is a person we specifically chose to be our family that we want to spend the rest of our lives with that happens to have a really crappy diagnosis um, that is very likely going to shorten their lives. It's stressful at times um, with all the infections that come up and things like that, how careful you have to be scheduling everything around um, doing treatments, making sure they get that vest in, things like that. And so it was really important for me to, to keep looking till I found the right community. And I'll forever be grateful that I met Megan because she created this. She created this community that was exactly what I have been looking for for years and invited me along the ride. And I'll, I'll forever be grateful to her and to this community. It was exactly what I was looking for. Um, as far as joining um, the board and joining forces to help grow this community, I'm really hoping that you know, it, it continues to get bigger. There's about 30,000 people in our country alone that have CF. And we're not exclusive to just the United States. We have members from other areas of the world. And that's 
just absolutely incredible to me. And so I'm hoping in the future we can do more to help um, really grow and expand that so that we can be there for as many other spouses as possible and give them exactly what we were all looking for and what we all get out of Project CF Spouse, and that's community and family and support. So anything we can do to make that happen and just to be able to be a part of that is truly a blessing to me. And you've already experienced that tonight. You've already said that, you know, you've have been having, you know, some, some issues and we're not, we don't need to say the issues, but you just, you know, you just needed someone just to kind of let, you know, just someone there to listen. And, and, you know, and I know what it's like to, to, for, to have people not do their jobs and it's only affecting the ones you love. And I know that frustration and you, it's a helpless feeling. And so um, I totally understand what you're saying with, you know, and, I, and my heart goes out. I know what it's like to, you know, to sit there and see your loved one not getting what they need or no calls back. And it's, and just to have us here to, to vent is it's needed, you know, really is. It really is. I mean, I, I've got close friends that I call up and I'm like, Oh, this is what's going on. I'm so but what, stressed what, can't out. You just blah, call blah, them, blah. call them back. And, right. Well, a lot, the them, doctor, right? a lot of them, mm. they've, they've heard me vent enough times that they, they know the process a little bit, but they always say the same things. I'm sure we've all heard. Yeah. And that's, I can't imagine what you're going through or oh, so I, I know it's got to be so difficult. I went through such and such with a family member recently and they try and relate the best they can. And it's really not their fault that they don't fully understand right. it. They try and that's what right. matters to me, right. but they're they're always going to say different, equally supportive at times, but they're going to say different things than another CF spouse is going to say. I'm going to tell them what's going on and they're going to say, I can't imagine. Let me know if there's anything we can do to help you guys out and things like that. But when I come to here, my CF spouse family Everyone's like, oh, I really hate it when that happens. This is what we've tried before that helped fix that situation. Here's a resource we've used before. And that's that's really the magic of having people that truly get it as a spouse. Their loved one, the person that they made vows to spend forever with is sick and they've dealt with all the same things you're dealing with. And it's just... It's just different. It's right. it's not right. that it's necessarily better than your friends and your family supporting you. It's not. Those people are needed too. But it's nice to have that extra resource. Um, that's really what this is. It's a family, but it's a resource to go to to say, hey, this is the crap that's going down. Like, help me out. I here. need a vent, or I need a resource, or I need an idea of what you guys have done to navigate this or, Hey, this is new territory. You know, what was your experience? It's just different. Yeah. I remember distinctly telling Ty after I met Amanda that it was so nice to be able to talk to someone about CF without having to teach them about CF before having the conversation. Yes. So, you know, like Paul and I were talking before the call started about insurance struggles and you know i mean we've all experienced but it's it's a whole different insurance struggle in our little bubble and so it's such a relief to be able to turn to someone and just be like this is crap 
this is stupid. I should not have to make this many phone calls and just, you know, or whatever the situation is, but have somebody on the other end of that conversation. Who's like, you know what? I've been there. I get it. And how comforting is that? Seriously, when we come on here, we do the spouse calls and, you know, we talk and I go to Megan or go to Yvette and I'm like, hey, I'm having this problem. And you guys go, I know. And we've tried this. And it's just so it's it's such a good feeling just to know that someone out there, I'm not the only one. Trish is not the only one experiencing this. We're not the only ones. This is what's happening. So we we live in our little CF bubbles. but this is happening everywhere else. And it's just, it it just, it makes me feel good to know that I'm not the only one. It's comforting to know that that you're not alone, that, you know, you have, you have people that you can turn to. I mean, it's just, it's huge. Right. If I want to punch people in the face, it's the same thing. You call me, I got your bail money. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, 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 Hey, it's worth its weight in gold right there, man. Bail money. I like that. (laughs) And what's special too about it being about it being special, being specifically spouses in regards to that is there's certain complications that come along with being in a CF relationship that parents and siblings do not want to know aren't going to run into things like starting a family. Um, Recently, um, Megan did a podcast on IVF. Because it is such a common part of the CF community and nobody else is going to get that. Nobody else is going to be like, oh, yeah, my spouse has this condition that makes almost all of the males infertile. Right. You know, that doesn't that doesn't happen in most in, in most families. There's not a common denominator that, you know, 30,000 people can relate to. You know, it's right. it's a unique situation and it's something that only another CF spouse can really help you navigate. Yeah, I agree completely. All right. So I want to jump in like 43 minutes ago. We guys started talking about that very topic right there. Yeah. Or you know, maybe time is different here in Minnesota. But uh one thing I want to take away before I ask my next question is something that Yvette said is and I, I know this person does not like to hear it, but we need to talk about this is we're all here because of Megan identifying this need and starting this. And it is all of her drive and motivation. And I, personally, I life gets busy. Things happen. All this goes on, but she still keeps moving forward no matter what, because there is a community out there depending on what we're doing. And I cannot say enough how amazed I am at just how unbelievable she is and what she does. Anyways, now that that sappy business aside, it's it's growing. Yeah, you're supposed to be muted. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but we don't want your ego getting out of control. But anyways, let me dial it back. So we're gonna switch topics here a little bit and and get a little bit gross. Here's my question. What is it that you're, uh, oh, I did want to clarify one other thing. You know, we keep talking about the CF spouses and stuff like that. The This community is for anybody who is with somebody with cystic fibrosis. Correct. You can be dating, boyfriend, girlfriend, Engaged, other, right? married, not married. It's if you're with somebody with CF, 
as a romantic partner, we are the community for you. You are welcome here. That is wholly open to everyone. Questions, um, comments, let us have it. Exactly. And I, I want to add too, it doesn't, we are open to all forms of relationships too. We are, are a safe community for those that aren't, you know, part of the quote unquote traditional relationship, mm-hmm. you know, LGBTQ plus are 110% welcome in this community too. We do not, um, we do, we do not pigeonhole what a spouse looks like in the CF community. So we welcome truly everyone to come and get the support that they're looking for. Right. Again, if you are romantically involved with somebody who has cystic fibrosis, we are the community for you. Now, moving on. Let's ask the real hard-hitting questions here. Are you guys ready? Mets or Yankees? <laughs> no, I said real Ball, questions. Great. Okay, I said okay. real. Football, not baseball. Oh. <laughs> oh, you guys that watch sports, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. And I'll give an example of this one to start off because I know it could be a difficult one. What is the most disgusting thing that your partner does because of CF? And I'm going to start this off by saying, Phlegm cups. Y'all My now wife would cough phlegm, which they got to do. I get it. They have to do it. It's a part of the disease. But she would do it into a cup multiple times and then set it aside, walk to a different part of the house, and there's a different cup to use. So there was multiple phlegm cups <laughs> across the house. See, I think I'm not a fair person to ask this question to because I play with snot all day, every day. Nobody's asking you. This is about Yvette and Paul. <laughs> no, I'm just, I know you're a snot player. This is Yvette you're and gonna Paul. Hate, you're going to hate me. I'll, I'll let you. Oh, gross. Go, go I ahead. I don't have. I got nothing. You Yvette, got nothing. You go. I don't have anything. <laughs> so I can 110% relate to the oh, phlegm cup situation, except it was usually soda cans. So I wouldn't ever pour out any soda can that felt like it had a drop of anything in okay. it. That Hold was on one sec. Well, well, let me, let me interrupt. I'm, I apologize <laughs> for the interruption, but if you tell a story where you picked one up and had a drink, we are done. I oh, quit no, the no, spouse. I not. want no. nothing no. to do anymore with any it's of like this. like an American pie no, story. No, no, oh, no. Really? oh God. It, I'm it done. But that's all that, that it was in front of me. And I was currently drinking. I would pick them up and relocate them all to the kitchen, like next to the sink but I wouldn't even pour them out because I, oh, no. there no, were no. so many that I would never really no. know. Oysters. Were, uh, which ones Long were cookies. just leftover soda and which ones Long weren't. Cookies. But the worst were definitely, um, he would also use like the clear bottles from soda, like a Coke. Oh, and yeah. so you can actually mm. see what's in it. And Wait, was that before you guys were married? And I, and I this was before we were married. But and you still I said I do. No, I huh. But was there a psyche veil in there, Yvette? Um, since Trikafta, there's no more cups unless Ooh. he's sick. So if he's sick and there's actually like some production, then you know there's there's that. But ever since he finished his Trikafta purge. It's really rare that he even has anything in there to cough up, which is kind of amazing. That's cool. Um, That's cool. So 
you know, there, there's, there's that, but I think all CF spouses can also relate to what it's like if your home, like our previous one, um, only has one bathroom with someone with CF, you learn to coordinate, (laughs) Mm. Mm. You you learn to coordinate showers around when they may need to use the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm, that's, I feel like that's just like an. Yeah. Everyone <clears throat> CF thing. There's, I feel like there's no really getting around it, but we will never ever have one bathroom again. We'll say. I'm, I'm, I am the, uh, I'm, that's not me. I, I'm lucky. I am lucky. And I swear to God, if y'all ruin oysters for me, Moving forward, because somebody, <laughs> and I think Rob said it, you know, Rob lung oysters it. or something like that. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go have oysters in a, in a couple of weeks. And if I look at that, and it's already ruined, I'm going to look at Rob. I'm going to look down at my 12 oysters on the half shell, and I'm going to see Rob's face, and I'm going to be pissed. Okay? I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just saying that right now. Okay? So I'm going to try to forget I heard that. Okay? Oh, my God. That makes me laugh. So- I, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be angry. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be strike one against this council. Okay, so that's my favorite. clams and oysters. Y'all ruin it. We got problems. Okay, I, I do that to the little baby nurses that orient when we have to suction patients. Oh. And we get those beautiful samples. I'm like, oh, this is what you call lung butter. It's spreadable. You can spread it on toast. I so there's my trauma. I remember the first. I remember the first uh, spouse call I ever did with you guys, and we are talking about you know that and i'm like no my my wife does not she doesn't cough up anything anything she has to be swabbed at at clinic she doesn't cough up anything she does not produce anything and even with digestive issues nothing nothing you know she you know there's never an issue so any kind of grossness that she experiences or anything like that um that you guys i'm very lucky um no no lung cookies um but i do know that you know um Later, you know, she's she's you know in her late thirties now. But if she starts saying she's coughing up stuff, that's a problem. So I, we're just getting into that realm now of, you know, where uh, she she may be coughing up some stuff. Um, but it's not bad, you know. I I you know I've seen pictures. People post those things what they cough up, you know the the and the the mucus plugs that come out of the nose and the sinuses. I've seen pictures of that. And it's like, nope, not me, dude. Nope, I'm good. I, I got a good one here. Um, but no, no uh, lung butter. That's disgusting. Seriously? <laughs> it's so, it's so awesome. Like to see these people cringe, just, you know. Oh, yeah. No, well, that's my, my, that's my warped sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it was yeah, fun up until tonight. It was fun <laughs> up until tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob and I always talk about, um, like funny, funny things that have happened to us when we've been out, like before Jennifer's transplant, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys were in a store and you had her. Oxygen- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yo, that was like the because- predator. Laugh at the end of the movie. <laughs> Sorry. I knew right where she was going. So we all know this disease is serious, right? It, 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 it's a real, very real thing. So we find our dark humor where we can. Absolutely. Jennifer was on oxygen for a year before her transplant. And there'd be times we're out grocery shopping, right? And we are both horrible about paying attention to anything. And so there'd be times we're like, we're walking together, looking for groceries. And I stop because I'm like, ooh, colorful box, cereal. And she keeps walking. And all of a sudden, 
wham, her head gets pulled back because I'm holding the oxygen tank and the tubes around her head, right? That's great. Or vice versa. The what Megan is talking about though is we'd we'd be out shopping and I'd keep walking and she would stop to look at something and I would turn around and look at her and be like, hey, come on, let's go. <laughs> and I whip her oxygen tube like a horse's uh halter or something. And she'd smile at me and come back. And some some poor old lady saw that happen and she gave me the dirtiest look ever, like are you kidding me? You how, did that to her? How dare that, you? Right, exactly. But how that was dare you. That was our, you know, our, our fun way of handling it. Of course. You know, there because because there's serious stuff that happens. Of course. But we had to amuse ourselves, but oh gosh, her her poor neck. You know, her lungs were terrible, but man, her head snapped back so many times where I stopped because there was candy or something. Right after the lung transplant, she needed a neck fusion surgery. <laughs> and they did them at the same time. It was good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it when I like when we're out to dinner and we have to huddle in the corner and give her enzymes. And sometimes, like you know, we huddle. She takes like eight, and then like she eat, and she can't take the uh, she can't take enzymes with water or juice. It has to be some sort of alcohol. That's just what she says. And so and she she chugs beer. That's my and, kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And then like. And then we'll, she's like, and we'll have like, you know, a dessert or something like that. She's like, yo, I need like, you know, a couple more. And so we huddle in the corner and everyone stares. And then she, she puts them down and she just takes a big glug of Miller Lite. And it looks, it looks shady as hell. Okay. It looks <laughs> shady as hell because we're just, because, you know, you know, you know, and we have it in a little plastic container. It's not exactly in the, uh, you know, the, the prescribed bottle of Creon. Um, but I, lo- I love those times. It's like, you know, mind your business. This is what we're doing. You know, you got a problem with that? Call the cops. Watch what happens. So, leave us, al- leave so us alone. I'm picturing Paul. Yes. And, and Patricia mm-hmm. out. And she like looks around nervously. Mm-hmm. Whips out a baggie of pills and oh, pops yeah. a bunch down, chases it with some booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he and he's looking out like make sure nobody's offended. Right. You are correct. Shady as hell is the oh, correct term for sh- that. It's so shady. It's so shady. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes, you know, she has like, uh, and, and she has to take, uh, like a multivitamin too. She'll take, you know, so she's actually popping three sets of pills down, um, maybe two sets of Creon and then another set of, you know, uh, something else and pill popping, man. It's funny. Right. Actually, Jennifer and I did that. We went on our honeymoon. We were in Georgia at ATL and our stopover. ATL. Yeah. yeah. And uh we we did the math one time. She takes over fifteen thousand pills a year now. Mm-hmm. And we're like in ATL, it's like eight thirty in the morning, and she just whips out with our little McDonald's meal a whole pack of pills and just starts throwing them back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are walking by, like, oh my god, what's going on? Should we call somebody? Do we right. do we need to do we need to get involved here? Right, right. And I'm smiling and laughing. I'm like, ha ha ha. Yeah, that's normal. We're good. I had a a Phil uh, Percocet for Trish one time, and I I had three scripts of Percocet, and both doctors, um, needless to say, it didn't work because they didn't actually, they didn't renew their DEA license. All doctors used to like, you know, know, it's something that, you know, to to be, uh, to keep track of, you know, how many pills you're describing as a doctor. So, and I didn't take three scripts, all three scripts with me because I'm like, I'm not showing up to the pharmacy with three scripts of Percocet, <laughs> especially Percocet 10s. So I, I tried the Percocet 10s like, yeah, we don't make those anymore. And I'm like, okay. So I go back and get the, the scripts for the five. I go back, couldn't fill it. I go back, get the other one, um, 
couldn't uh, couldn't fill that one either until they had to re-up their license for the year or something like that. But I hate I like you know, and it, sometimes it's Xanax, you know, because um, you know, when she would get pick lines, she'd get um out of van. Um, and, and it's all that shady stuff too, you know. You just feel and that's always made me feel uncomfortable to go up and get this stuff filled for her, especially when she has to take it. Um, you know, nine times out of ten it's enzymes, but you know, she's gotta take that stuff that I don't I don't I feel the eyes more, you know, but then again, I don't really, you know, I don't care in the end, but you know, I, I think about it. No, I totally, I totally get that because, you know, when Ty's doing colistin, you have oh. to get, you have to get syringes. To yeah. Oh, I, mm-hmm. so sometimes again, mm-hmm. you know, I would say more often than not, everything's already packaged together. We're good to go. But mm-hmm. times that it's not when I'm like, I need to get the syringes for this. They look at me and I'm like, I'm not slinging crack. I need to make my husband's antibiotics. If you look at the prescription, it clearly says, but you know, know. but, but you feel, of course, you kind of feel that way. And it's like, dang. Right. You know, right. It's like the part in the hangover when he's uh, the Demerol and he's got those syringes. and he's Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. You know, and and that's, and that's, you know, it's important to stay calm. You know, if the the pharmacist or whoever, you know, have questions or anything, you know, okay, call them, you know, stay calm. Don't, but you feel the eyes, you know, it's, that's an uncomfortable feeling too. And um, I'd rather do it than make her go do it anyway. So I always worry about what would happen if a cop ever went through my purse. Oh my God. Right. (laughs) Because let me tell you, there's all the diabetes supplies you can imagine in there, Mm -hmm. including Mm -hmm an right. insulin pen, mm-hmm. um, and the needles to go with it. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've of course always have an inhaler in there mm-hmm. and then I've got his trichafta in there and I've got his enzymes in there and have you I've ever, got have ibuprofen you, and tramadol and Xanax. Has, and has Jesse ever uh, done a neb in the car as you're driving or anything like oh, that? Oh, absolutely. He That's has a weird a portable, feeling too. Yeah, yeah. He has a, he has a portable nebulizer um, we actually have a cottage up in Michigan. We always drive. Um, right. We never fly. He can't really handle it anymore. And I hate flying. So we drive everywhere. It's about 900 miles. So of course we, you know, Gotta pack, pack stuff the in the, in the right. cab of the car so that he can do his therapies and things like that. So I have even more drugs in my purse. I mean, I might have up to 20 of them in there between oh, the yeah. two of us oh, yeah. easily. And right. I'd say 80% of them are prescription at minimum. And then we've also got the nebulizer and we've got yeah. all the vials oh, yeah. to go with it. And I've, I've even done, um, if he's on IVs, I've actually hooked him up to IVs while mm-hmm. he's driving. Absolutely. And I'm oh, sure yeah. I am certain that if a cop saw us driving down the road, doing right. the things we do, oh, I know, I know. Or if a, if a police canine ever walked past my person around, but it, it it's drawn, <laughs> there would be a lot of explaining to do in hopes that they just understand that if I packed every single prescription packaging right, for all the right. things that he's on, I would need a duffel bag instead of a purse. I mean, if you really want to test this stuff, go ahead, Mr. Officer. But obviously a Creon pill is a lot different than crack cocaine. Um, but I would is hope it that really would... in a pinch, is it really different? No, okay. no, no, absolutely not. No. 
<laughs> but like, and that's the thing too. I always get worried about what's going to happen when we have, when she's got a Percocet or she's got, you know, a Xanax or, or something like that. And it's not in the, and, and it, you know, it's, it's, I worry about that, but then, you know, that's never happened. Knock on wood. I hope it never happens, but I think the difference in that scenario is she has a prescription on file at a pharmacy. True. You know, it's, it's True. easy enough. But to, does the cop want to be cool though? And I hope that, you know, that would that's, be, that's the, that's a loaded question anyway. You, I know. You pose I know. It, so. I know. Yeah. Also, also I'd, I'd like for the, uh, listening audience out there to understand what's going on with the video as we do this that when paul said knock on wood he put knuckles to his own forehead <laughs> yeah isn't that what you're supposed to do absolutely yeah right that's totally right. normal you're good dude right. okay that's a jersey thing whoop whoop dirty jers that actually says a lot so yeah <clears throat> anyways yeah Go on, go on, please. No, I was gonna say we go ice fishing. Me and you ice fish, so it's it's kind of. Like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, we Ooh. are. Yeah, Ooh. I'll talk to you offline. Anyways, can't wait. So, last question. We've been uh, rambling and chit chatting for uh, long enough now. Since it's the very last question, we're gonna go ahead and get just a little bit real here. Okay, what is it? that you guys have learned the most about CF that if let, let's say somebody stumbles across this because they're dating somebody with CF or recently married and learned they have CF or it's, it's a new thing and, and they're trying to figure out, Oh my gosh, what is this? I love this person. I want to be with this person and, and they're amazing, but there's this CF thing involved. What is your advice to them? What are the, uh, we obviously all know the cons, right? The negatives. They're all over the Google machine. Oh, <laughs> WebMD, but, right? Right, I exactly. Did I did it. Dr. Google. But in your opinion, oh man, why is dating somebody a CF worth it? Oh, go, Paul. If it's easier, you know, I can. I, I'm going to go ahead. Boys, you had you, some. You, we're going to. This is going to. This is going to hit on something that I don't know if the question is intended to this way, but what made me? See, I'm not exactly answering a question with this answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. What made me want to pursue um, this relationship that I have with my wife was that I saw how important she, and well she took care of herself. Right. I saw her, you know, being adamant with her doctor's appointments. I saw her being, you know, her, her, um, when she finally told me, um, doing her treatments and how important that was to her. Um, I saw how she, well, she took care of herself. Um, she, you know, we, when we were date, we'd go out, to Atlantic city and okay. she would come home and she would do her treatments um, well before we were engaged. And I'm like, and I see how well she took care of herself. That made that what that was, that was, that spoke volumes to me. Um, so for the person listening to this, um, you know, it's how well they, they um, take care of themselves. I feel and I know this is different for this is different for every spouse here, 
but it's it's how well they take care of themselves and how well they uh, how well regimented they are with their medications, their doctor's appointments. Um, that that was a big one for me. So I think for me, the biggest piece of advice, and it's something that it took me all these years of building Project CF Spouse and building my relationships, is to remember that CF is just a piece of the pie. You know, it's there are going to be days and it's going to be really hard and it's going to be really heavy, but those are not every day. You know, and so I think to just kind of take it in stride, recognize that there there are going to be storms, but you ride those out. You know, if the person is worth it, the relationship is worth it, you can get through the heavy stuff. And, you know, you have communities like Project Safe Spouse where you can lean on. Shameless plug, sorry. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, but you have you have people who get it. So they make the day, the heavy, heavy days, they make them a little lighter. And, you know, so I think just remembering that CF isn't what defines them and it's not what's going to define your relationship, you know? And I think if you just kind of approach it that way, it it becomes more manageable and it doesn't become like this big elephant in the room. I like that. Yeah. So I think for me, at least, um, I mean, I'll I'll, kind of go similar route that Paul did. Um, For me, I've just always my whole life been a natural caretaker. I met my husband when I was 18 years old, and he told me the night that we met um, and were, were clearly interested in each other that he had CF. He wasn't going to wait and sugarcoat it. He wanted to give me an immediate out if that sounded like something too big to deal with, especially as an 18 year old. Um, but I've always been a natural caretaker. So for me, it was more interesting than scary. I of course did the Googling thing, but I tried to take things with a grain of salt and really ask him questions for confirmation on things. Um, but I just kind of went with my gut. My gut told me that, Hey, this, this is a good thing. This is a good person. Um, And you should at least explore it. Like, don't, don't just run away, explore it. And really because he grew up with CF and how his parents raised him as a CF kid um, to really not be different than others, that shaped his personality. It shaped who he became as a human. He's compassionate and thoughtful and really just, there's so many qualities about him that I'm not sure he would have if he didn't have CF. And so I think it's important to really look at the person first and then the disease later. Yes, it's scary. And yes, it's difficult at times, but I say, follow your gut. If you're interested in a person, then their health status shouldn't matter. It's like what I told people all the time when we first met. Um, you know, like I'm, like I mentioned, I was 18 when we met, but he was 26. We have an eight year age gap between us. And everyone thought I was crazy because not only was he so much older than me, but he's got this horrible diagnosis that's terminal. They're like, why would you want to be with someone who's just going to die and leave you a widow? I'm like, I could meet 
anyone and then be diagnosed with cancer the day after our wedding, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not really a way to live life, you know, casting off anyone who may have complex medical conditions, or maybe they're in a wheelchair or something like that. Any, any of that can happen to any of us at any point in time in our lives, you know, just because he was born with the diagnosis at the beginning doesn't mean he doesn't deserve love and happiness and a great life. And here we are 13 years later. So many people told us we were crazy and we shouldn't do this, but I'm glad I didn't listen to him. I'm glad I listened to my gut. My gut told me, Hey, this is a great person. You should get to know them better. That's what my gut told me. So that's what I did. And I'll never regret it. And even though my life is stressful and difficult because of CF, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade him for the world. The gut is very important. Always listen to the gut. You know, it it, it really is. It, it, my story is kind of the same as you guys. I, I met Jennifer and kind of we were friends a little bit. And then I uh, realized she was hopelessly in love with me. I don't blame her. <clears throat> Agreed, Paul. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Although it was the opposite. I, I adore her. And uh, I heard she had CF, right? So I'm like, okay, what is CF? Did a little Google research, did a little WebMD as you as you do, and Ooh, yeah, uh, the shock. I realized that's horrible. So what I chose to do was stop researching and just loving her, right? And as you guys, we figured out that their uh, their perspective, their point of view on life is amazing. It's it's far better than so many other people that we find out there in the world. They just appreciate everything. They appreciate life. They just so much more optimistic exactly they, they're optimistic and they have an appreciation for life that most people will never understand and so i just as you guys did chose to gamble and uh as i feel it i won the lottery and have somebody that will understand me and love the world like nobody else could even see I like it's a, it's a ride that it's a ride that no one, unless you're, unless you're in it, it's, it's a, it's a ride, man. And I, I love it. I love it. Yep. I really do. Same yeah. So I, I would like to start by number one, thanking both Paul and Yvette, our, our new board members to Project CS Spouse for sharing their thoughts and feelings and uh, everything else. Rock, rock on, man. And hand it over to our, Founder and fearless leader Megan Barker oh, to uh, Megan, Megan, finish this podcast up. Megan, oh, I love you. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm with Rob. I'm I'm grateful that we got to do this where we could kind of give Paul and Yvette some spotlight where they could you know share their time and their stories and stuff. Um, you guys talked about me starting this, but I have to, I have to give it back to y'all. Y'all are in this with me and I am, I am just, I'm grateful for everything that you guys bring. You show up, you put together amazing podcasts like this, and then, you know, we're able to put these out to just, you know, for everybody to hear. And hopefully somebody somewhere listening is going to go, that's what I needed. I needed that. And, you know, so I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I get to work with you guys every day. It's not a job if it's fun. Should we give our, our, uh, our email addresses? the end of this so people listening can maybe hit us up and you know how to get a hold of us just in case or can direct them to our website where all of our bios will be uploaded shortly 
And, and what's that website again, Miss Miss Megan? It is projectcfspouse.com. Oh, yes, yes, I yes, knew that. Add that to your favorites. That's where yes. all the school kids hang out. Absolutely. So, all right. Thank you guys. Thank you. 